0: here we go all right ladies and gentlemen Pastor Eli James here this is bloodlines Eurofolk radio February 27 2022 and uh, we're going to be continuing our uh, series on the uh, Sargon the Magnificent and uh, it will do that in a bit later but right now Michael has uh, information on what's going on in Ukraine. Uh, to share for you. Uh, pick it up, Michael.
1: Yeah, and thank you very much, Eli, for inviting me. Yes. But again, I'm a little logline. So, Amen. as I said, we are going to jump into Sargon the Magnificent in just shortly, but of course now when the COVID scam or whatever has fallen for the usual suspects is used, so now they have to find out the new scam. Right. So, <laughs> and the same solutions, of course, they want you to take away your freedom, they want to take away your gun, whatever they want to do now. It is the same solutions again. So this is just an un- new, un- new because it seems to correlate also very well here in Sweden when they took away those um, COVID restrictions. This started.
0: Yes. Okay, just be- before you get started, I'm going to put the link in the chat room, the link you sent me. But uh, Daryl and I talked about it last night on Restoration Hour. Uh, the there, there was ten at least 10 videos and photographs uh, that I was aware of that are completely fake, that the mass media is claiming as coming from the so-called Russian invasion of Ukraine, right? I mean, I use the word so-called advisedly because I'm not sure there's actually any fighting going on on the ground that uh, the the mass media is so brazen that and they have so much control over mass media. That uh, they can just pretend a war is happening, and it's not really happening. And uh, that's that's the pr- approach I'm taking right now. Maybe you can confirm that for me, Michael.
1: Yeah, I have the kind of the same uh, the same view because the first thing I thought about when I started, I think, this morning, I thought about the verse from Matthew where Yeshua said. We um, can start with Matthew twenty four four, and oh wait, I can change to this. Um, And Yeshua answered and said to them, Take heed that no one leads you astray. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am the Messiah. And they shall lead many astray. And you shall begin to hear of fightings and reports of fighting. See that you are not troubled, for these have to take place. But the end is not yet. So here's what I think about today. This uh, we hear about fighting and reports of fighting. Mm-hmm. It is, um, I think, it's in the K- KGIV. It is said, "You shall shall hear wars and rumors of war." That's what I'm. That was the yes. was the, that was came up to my mind when I thought about this. Rumors of wars. Could yes. this be what these what said to us.
0: Well, yeah. There's real wars and there's fake wars. You know, and uh, fake on many levels because uh, wars have been sold to us as, uh, you know, done by Nazis and done by, uh, you know, various bad actors. But the real bad actors are the bankers. (laughs) And the bankers who control mass media have, uh, you know, are the ones who are staging these wars, real or fake. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, okay. I just put the link in the chat room here from, uh, I guess this is uh, Mike, uh, what's his name, Mike Evans? Mike King. Mike King, yeah. Fake war in Ukraine. Okay,
1: take it. Okay, so this is... uh... The Fake War in Ukraine, in pictures, by Mike King. So, uh, let's start. And the first, this is uh, Wag the Dog, I think, was the first heading him to the left. And then you have a picture of him, Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, the movie Wag the Dog was popular in 1997. Political satire, comedy, produced by Barry Levinson, Cough, cough. I think he means. his... Yeah, finish. right, exactly. <laughs> And um, staring Dustin Hoffman cough cough yeah we say the same, <laughs> and uh, Robert De Niro uh,
0: and, no cough cough maybe could, I guess Robert De Niro isn't Jewish could right. be I don't know yeah I don't know about okay. him
1: maybe <laughs> no coughing there okay well, <laughs> um, De Niro plays the role of uh, of a political operative who hires a Hollywood producer played by Hoffman to fabricate a a fictional war in Albania. Uh No, not Ukraine. No, (laughs) but it's close. Yes, very close. Yeah, in order to distract the public from a presidential scandal. Okay.
0: (laughs) Okay, (laughs) this is getting really close to the truth here. Amazing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the elaborated scam features... Uh, them a theme song, a fake Orpan, crisis actors, heroes, villains, green screens, and fake film clips. <laughs> uh, I, just, yeah. I just got a green screen. Maybe I can do the same thing. <laughs> of bombarded areas and fires being injected into a northern News report, Night News report. Okay, so here we have some pictures. We have first uh, wag the dog, and then uh, a, a girl with a cat. And we have this al- Albania, uh-huh. and we have uh, two shoes laced upon a, yeah, uh, uh, what do you say? disabled. Uh, okay. And uh, here is the what is the description of it. One, the the uh, Nero and Hoffman scam the nation with a fake war. Two, <laughs> okay. a girl carrying a bag of potato chips in green um, screened and a cat in uh, place it in her arms as, quote, fleece, end quote, the fighting in Al- Albania. Mm-hmm. Uh, sound- <laughs> and number three, uh, normies all across America throw shoes on telephone wires and in uh, trees to show their support for the imaginary American uh, Poe named... Right quote and Schumann end quote uh, who has been trapped behind enemy lines a song quote uh, good old shoe end quote is compromised by uh, Will Nelson and becomes an instant hit right, <laughs> right. yeah
0: so, so these photographs here are all fake they're they're taken from some other time uh, from some other place and they're being offered to the public as uh, being uh, happening in Ukraine. That's what's going on. It's total fakery, folks. Now, there may actually be some fighting going on, and I think I have a good idea what's really happening, and we'll get to that, but please continue. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Through the millions of uh, normies who have seen the movies over the years, would never suspect it. The basic element of wag the dog, through not directly based on a true story, have been and continue to be used to um, bamboozle the bewildered subjects of normy um, Normidum—that's Norman- <laughs> a new word. Okay, normidum.
0: Well, the people who uh, don't understand fake news are the normies. Okay, they—they they believe everything the fake news tells them. Now, I remember very clearly uh, during one of the Gulf Wars where one of the networks completely staged a, an interview that was supposed to be taking place on the ground in Iraq, but it was actually done in a studio, and uh, it was sold to the public as uh, actually being on-site in Iraq. It was totally fake. So they
1: they have been doing this for quite some time. Back to you, Michael. Mm, thank you. Yeah. So the CIA-affiliated uh, scum of Hollywood, uh, secure in their secret world, know this and enjoy throwing it uh, in our faces yes bastards <laughs> don't hold
0: back mike don't hold back
1: yeah they're sick bastards they yeah. are yeah <laughs> um and so it is with um russians quote war end quote on on ukraine in which fake viral image have infected both fake news and the cyber iphone world mm-hmm. we let let some of these widely uh, circulated image do the talking now.
0: Right. Yeah. So people in the chat room can see these images, and um, these are all purported to be fake. And I I checked at least ten images, not these, but other ten other images and videos, and they were also fake. They were identified as being taken long ago or, or somewhere else. Now, and the, and the mass media is presenting them as images from the Russian Ukraine war. Okay. So I, I won't click the button here because uh, I don't want to interrupt. Uh, the, there's a video here. But, uh, yeah, please, please continue. <laughs> so uh, yeah, they, we have the specter here, ladies and gentlemen, of a completely fake war that's only on television and not really happening. <laughs> Rumors of wars, right? Thank you, Michael. Okay. Yes. Yeah. No, okay. Let's, let's inform Normydom. <laughs> please continue.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a new good world. Yeah, right. Word. Okay, the first point is Spanish MSM, mainstream media, fakes their, quote, Russian missile attack, end quote, report on Ukraine by using a video game called <laughs> Arma 3. <laughs>
0: oh, this is why, uh, what's his name, uh, of uh, B- B- Meta, he calls it now, instead of Facebook. They're uh, offering these uh, g- uh, games that you wear on your head, you know, like a pair of glasses. Okay, and that's supposed to take the place of reality, Uh, uh, but it's a big failure. Uh, They're they're trying to sell this product and uh, make people get used to uh, video reality, you know, uh, game game reality. And it's not working though; it's a big bust, losing lots of money on that. But they're trying to create reality for us by uh, mass media. That's what they're trying to do. And so far, it has been working, but people ought to start wising up to this. Back to you.
1: Yeah. And if they can have that on people, they can make soldiers come up on them and just fake and scare them. Yeah. yeah Mark, <laughs> whatever.
0: Mark Zuckerberg is the guy, you know, another Jew,
1: yeah, trying yeah. to do that. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Isn't he also an asset to the CIA, I guess? Because oh, yeah. He,
0: yeah. Yeah. Facebook is a CIA operation all the way, it's nothing but uh, information spying on, on normies.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's why I, I don't use it. Yeah, yeah. Number two, then, here we have a woman, same woman, two different locations, badges in different places, yeah. Yeah, it's just more blood on one one image
0: than the other, <laughs> right?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And number Fate three. Fake blood, so- no doubt. Yeah, that is fake blood. And she, like, on the one, she, like, smile. It doesn't seem to be so much hurted.
0: No. Yeah, Mona Mo- Mo- Lisa-type smile. <laughs> knows something that she's not revealing
1: yeah she gets a lot of money for it oh man yeah
0: crisis actor yeah Uh, yeah. I think what's going on in Canada is because the Jews have not set up a network of crisis actors that uh, Justin Trudeau doesn't know what to do so we'll see the Canada uh, convoy trucker trucker convoy is an ongoing situation we'll see what happens with that but that's another subject please continue
1: Yes, yeah, so number three then. Here's some crashed. Um, yeah, it said uh, Ukraine firefighter walks between at fragments of a quote downed aircraft seen in Ukraine. And this is this one then. Supposedly, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, supposedly. <laughs> <laughs> and there we have some fake videos. Um, this and then here, more of the videos.
0: It looks like a tank t- turned upside down. Not sure what that is. They don't recognize what type of vehicle that is. Strange. Yeah, and then there's three soldiers in the snow. Now, where, what, what part of the world is that really, right? <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. So uh, all these images he's saying have uh, been proffered by the mass media as being on the ground in Ukraine as we speak, but it's all a lie.
1: Yeah, because this could be in Sweden or Finland as well. Yeah. Know.
0: Oh, yeah, it could uh, be from World War Two. <laughs> yeah, right? And anyway. the Soviets attacking Finland. Yeah. Could be. Yeah.
1: Okay. So um, let's see here. From this first point is from a video game, apparently. Um old video phase off um between Ukrainian and Russian soldier is from 2014. Ah, okay. That was a little early. <laughs> And this was apparently a video of paratroop drops from 2016. So what does it say here? A video um, that could be traced back to at least 2016 was shared by CNews and News24 at the Russian paratroops landing in Ukraine. Here it is. Yes. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, so go, go ahead and finish this article. It's only three more paragraphs. And then I will uh, try to elaborate on what's really happening. And why this is a total threat to Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. Back to you. And, of course, the COVID, COVID fakery as well.
1: Yeah. It's expected. So, yeah, go ahead. It must be. Yeah. Uh, the fakery is so perversive that even elements of the fake news, while claiming that there was an actual, quote, invasion, end quote, and that there is an actual war raging, yeah, feel compelled to report about all of the fake imagery. And the and bracket. See headlines posted down below. And bracket. But if the war is real, why would the fake image even be even be necessary? Right. Right. Exactly. Uh, now comes word uh, that the Ukraines are mounting a um, quote stiff resistance. End quote. Team. I don't know what he mean by team, so that could be something. Uh, a tra- um,
0: Tm is trademark. I guess a trademark of uh, the narrative of mainstream media. Stiff resistance. Okay. Yeah, and I was looking around yesterday for actual video of what's going on in Ukraine. I couldn't find anything. So, But uh, the so-called president of Ukraine was taking selfies, selfie videos of himself and his cabinet saying, we're going to resist to the bitter end but there was no nothing happening behind him. It was peaceful and calm, right? Okay, back to you.
1: Yeah, like on those pictures you see now.
0: Yeah. yeah. Nothing happening, Kim. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> nothing happening, but be afraid, folks. Be afraid. Wars and rumors of wars.
1: <laughs> hey, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why we're here, to give the fullness to our people. Yeah,
0: Diagnose. giving the correct diagnosis.
1: <laughs> yeah, so... And um, that there is, um, quote, street fighting, end quote, in Ukrainian capital, Kiev. How is that even possible when Kiev is about 250 miles from the nearest point of the Russian border? How did the Russians manage to advance that far through, though, quote, stiff resistance, end quote, in just just today? Yeah. Where are the videos of this blitzkrieg and the street battles? Exactly. I couldn't find any. I I looked all over the
0: internet yesterday. couldn't find any. Yeah.
1: As far as we have been able to determine, Russian appears to have carried out a few uh, precision strikes on some military targets, but with no, quote, invasion, end quote, no land battles and certain new bombings of cities.
0: Okay, so uh, I might as well interject here because what I'm hearing is that uh, Russia slash Putin has been targeting labs that are related uh, to COVID or either uh, gain-of-function labs, uh, that sort of thing, and that's the real target. So they're trying to, uh, you know, the allies of the Bidens and, of course, the Jewish world state are uh, still uh, having these labs where they're performing gain and function experiments to to be, and we're the we're the guinea pigs, and those are the targets that Putin is uh, hitting. Okay, that's the information I have. Can't elaborate on it any more than that. So we'll just keep investigating this, folks. Back to you.
1: Yeah, and I also read that but this was an island, an island out in the Black Sea that was hit by a Russian um, naval vessel that okay. also was a land. Yeah, and in also,
0: a- yeah, and also, sorry, to, uh, that uh, the, the Ukrainians have been uh, hitting and uh, targeting the the people that want to be Russians. You know, they want to go with Russia in the so-called so-called DMZ. And the Ukrainian military has been harassing these Russians you know, for, for months now, and the mass media is not reporting on that. They're simply uh, reporting this whole thing as if it were a Russian attack and Russian aggression and not Ukrainian aggression. They're leaving any Ukrainian aggression out of the picture, out of the stories.
1: Back to you. Oh, I, I think I recognize this pattern from the Second World War. Who was the Patsy then? Right. <laughs> okay, exactly.
0: Right. Well, I mean, the real war may still happen, right? But uh, it's going to be a real problem for NATO and America, not so much America, but certainly for NATO, because if Russia cuts off the oil supply to the NATO countries, I mean, the prices are going to go to 20 bucks a gallon, (laughs) right? Russia is self-sufficient as far as oil is concerned. The NATO countries are not this could be shooting themselves in the foot drastically. So if you think gas prices are high now, just wait.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's, we have about 20 uh, sec per liter. Okay. That's kind of expensive, I don't know how much a gallon is. Three yeah, liters. it's four liters, approximately four oh, liters. Oh, yeah. four times two, so it's 80 sec, it is 80 sec per, per gallon here. And how much is a sec to a dollar? I think that's
0: one dollar. Oh. 80 cents. Oh, okay. So uh so it's um okay, so it's five dollars. It's getting around five dollars a gallon here. So I guess that yeah, four dollars something. Yeah, I don't know. Uh I have never converted sec to dollars, but it doesn't sound good. No, it's <laughs> okay. not expensive okay. as hell. Okay, right?
1: Hell is expensive. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's continue. Um The whole affair, uh, wrecks uh, of rotten, um, (laughs) rotten eggs, right?
0: (laughs) Wrecks of rotten (laughs) eggs, yeah. Okay.
1: The only question is who put, who is putting on this dog and phony show? Who else but the same uh, greasy uh, bunch who brought us the uh, the made-for-TV speculates of the 9/11 attacks? Right. school shooting and the stupid 19 scandemic
0: yeah oh, how about uh, how about in new zealand the video of a shooter going into these mosques and we analyzed those videos and the new zealand government actually uh, threatened people with criminal sanctions if they actually played the video uh, on live on the air which we did okay because we're far from new zealand and they can't reach us <laughs> So yeah, that whole that whole video was a scam too. There was no blood. The the video purported to show uh, dead Muslims lying on the floor of the mosque, and there's no blood. And then uh, we see that they all got up and walked away. (laughs) After this is why New Zealand's New Zealand government banned that video because it was too obviously fake. Back to you
1: yeah and that also tells you that yeah when they ban something you know they are yeah (laughs) right there's something to hide yeah then sometimes oh then hide in you oh my okay and then they took their guns around that premises yes yeah that's uh, that's a that is really a shame okay so in either case as we've been saying all along and never wavered relax (laughs) <laughs> because there isn't going to be a World War Three. Heck, it doesn't even look like there's even been a law class um, fist fight at the border yet. Yeah. Huh? Okay. What a world gone mad we live in. Yes. And we have some editorial note notes here. Um, a handful of um, quote used guys end quote have ex- expressed concern over Putin's recent comment about riding Ukraine of... A quote: Naz- oh, "Nazi,
0: yeah, ridding Ukraine of Nazis."
1: Okay,
0: I think he said that tongue in cheek, but I think uh, what he's referring to, because Doc Waterman and I did an intensive uh, series on Restoration Hour when that was happening. I believe that was 2014, if I'm not mistaken. I forget what year that was, but uh, they had put out a video, uh, a very excellent quality video, uh, saying, "I am Ukrainian," so does. Uh, female actress gets on and uh, uh, pretends to be a Ukrainian and saying we are taking over the government. By the way, that that was a legally elected government they were taking over. And uh, I, I traced it back to Hollywood. It was a Hollywood Jewish producer who produced that video. Maybe they were on site in Ukraine, but it was not produced by Ukrainians. It was produced by Hollywood Jews. Okay, and so then we find out that the Israeli Defense Force was sending in their own troops uh, putting Nazi swastika armbands on themselves and assassinating Ukrainians and blaming it on who? Blaming it on Nazis. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So uh, you can't believe this is actually happening, folks. This is how they do it. It's all fiction. Back to you.
1: Yeah. He has some comments on that as well, I think, here. Um, The CIA Mossad complex has, for many years, cultivated a controlled, quote, neo-Nazi, end quote, movement in both Ukraine and Russia. Mm -hmm. The objective of the, quote, Nazi, end quote, opposition to Putin is to manipulate stupid young skinheaded (laughs) blockheads. Oh, no. Yes. (laughs) Into believing they are fighting against quote Bolshevism end quote. And because the word quote Nazi end quote already has such an undeserved bad stick to it. Yes. Putin's verbal attack on these quote Nazi end quote fools and traitors and uh, a bracket, some of them uh, close Jews. IDF, and, IDF putting yeah.
0: swastika armbands on their arms. And giving Nazis a bad name.
1: Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, um, serves as a strategic purpose. And uh, treat, uh, any and all attacks on the heroic duo of Putin and Trump coming um, quote from the right and. Quote, as disinformation psyops aimed at dividing our community and demor- uh, demoralizing it. Yeah, they're
0: still, they're still trying to divide and conquer. I mean, it's, it's the game of Republican versus Democrat. But they're both totally controlled by the Zionist overlords, the Oberjuden. The Oberjuden are in total control. And it's quite amazing. Well, I mean, it just takes into consideration 1984 by George Orwell. Okay. Where he talks about wars, international wars being staged for the purpose of, you know, so, so let's say America says, "Well, there's a war in Europe, and we have it's going to come over here, so we have to engage the enemy." But it's all fake; it's a fake war. Now, real people are getting killed in George Orwell scenario because every single the three the three forces I forget the there were three major uh, power structures fighting against each other, supposedly, right? And the, the, the wars were staged in order to control their own people, okay? So every one of those three power and what we, have? we have China, we have Europe, and we have America. So those could be the three power, power structures, three governments, that uh, you know, could be uh, put into uh, George Orwell's 1984. But the wars can be real, can be fake, depends on what their objectives are. So the so Orwellian scenario is happening right before our very eyes. Back to you.
1: Yeah, it is. It mm-hmm. is. And here we have some more pictures. Here's President Zelensky. And he's a Jew, I guess. Yes. <laughs> and he's he's wearing
0: camouflage. <laughs> so, so we can't recognize him, right? <laughs> yeah. As I've Rambo. Thought... Right. It's a photo op. Yeah,
1: it is. It's a photo
0: op. <laughs> Just like those yeah. selfies he was doing yesterday.
1: Uh, It's incredible,
0: absolutely incredible, that, but they have so much control of mass media that they can get away with this, and the the normies don't get it.
1: The normies. Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, okay, yeah, so I see there's a couple more paragraphs, uh, page 126. Go ahead, read those, and uh, he makes his point there. Okay, back to you. Yeah,
1: so here, now... Uh, Given NATO's aggressive uh, antagonization of Russia, the violent NGO Mossad coup in Kiev, and the fact that Crimea had always been majority Russian, no objective rational person would have blamed Putin for sending his troops into Crimea and securing the important warm-water naval base at uh, Sevastopol. Sevastopol. Sevastopol back, back to. Yeah. But here's the kicker. There was no invasion at all. Mm-hmm. Okay. You see, you see Crimea. Yeah. It
0: was just old wartime footage.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Presented see, on television. Yeah, yeah. You see Crimea is a peninsula, almost an actual island attached to Ukraine only by a very thin strip of land. Crimea's and um, easternmost point is more than uh, 3 miles across the water from russia russia does not border crimea unless putin's troops walk across the water of the uh, bridgeless strait of um, kerch how could there have been an invasion yeah i want to see the video
0: michael i want to see- i'm from missouri <laughs> show me show me the video And they haven't done so. It's just words. It's just words coming from mainstream media. That's all. All right, folks, that's our update for uh, the so-called war going on in Ukraine. Wow. How long can they? Well, but now, of course, the real objective here, and this is why I was scratching my head. Why in the world is Biden not acting? I mean, if this war is actually happening in Ukraine, why is Biden not sending our troops over there? That's because it's all being staged. But uh, there is a threat to the Bidens because uh, the you know Russia, the Putin, want to because uh, by the Biden brothers or Biden brothers, the you know, father and son, have uh, been corrupting the Ukrainian government for as long as we can remember. And hopefully uh, something will come out. Maybe the Bidens will be exposed. By all of this activity by russia i'm hoping for that back to you
1: yeah so this could be hiding uh, something um this pro i don't know what this does right now i'm think i'm still uh if this is trying to cover the uh, this scandemic that that has gone they have failed failed with it so now they have to find out something new to yeah. divert away from
0: yeah well certainly they're trying to hide uh, uh, biden's corruption of U- the ukrainian government there's no doubt about that okay so uh, And uh, that threatens to be exposed. So Biden, you know, is Biden going to declare war on Russia because he is uh, bribing Ukrainian officials to keep the Hunter Biden story quiet? Would that be the reason why we go to actual war? Wow.
1: <laughs> yeah, cover their own, their um, yeah, own ass.
0: Cover, cover their own butts. That's what's going on. Okay. All right. So let's go to Sargon the Magnificent. And I have an online copy, and uh, we were so busy this morning before showtime that I, I forgot where we left off. <laughs> so so maybe you uh, you can pick us up, tell us where we're at.
1: Yes. So now we are, are at the page 28. Okay. And in the middle of the page, we start the expression, use X ex machine, I think.
0: There's Ex Machina, right. I mean, yeah. I mean, the intervention of the gods. Uh, that was an old literary technique by the plays going on in Greece and Rome. And so you have a very great drama going on and time is running out. And uh, what happens is uh, who, who's everybody's wondering who's going to win, who's going to live, who's going to die. And you're expecting like on Star Trek there's a fist fight, right? <laughs> or in the in the old western, there's always a fist fight between the good guy and the bad guy, and whoever wins, that's the end of the story, right? Well, in no, in those days in Greek drama, they had the intervention of the gods. Okay, so a god would strike one of the one of the parties dead, and it, that proves that the surviving party was the good
1: guy. All right, back to you. Okay, yeah. So let's continue. So the expression quote Deus ex Uh, Machina, end quote, Uh, paraphrased by Dr. Brewer into, quote, an intervention of God or some unlikely event, end quote. Right, Uh, very unlikely. What can save Ukraine now? Very interesting. (laughs) Yeah, and is curiously appropriate in connection with my belief that the Babylonian civilization was due to the sudden. Advent of Cain with his marvelous knowledge. The first Adamites were presumably superhuman in both mind and body, um, which would account for the great ages to which they lived. We can easily imagine, therefore, how quickly Cain, bracket, divine divinely, divinely protected by some mysterious mark, mm-hmm. and bracket would become the leader, uh, teacher, and absolute lord, and master of an inferior race. As if, in support of his suggestion, Professor Says writes, uh, quote, slavery was part of the foundation upon which Babylonian society rested, end quote. And that's from Babylonia and Assyria, page 67. Oh, slavery, isn't that yeah. what they have today? Yep, yep,
0: by bakers.
1: Although they're not talking about bankers in the article here. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's kind of, the, they have changed their tactic a bit, maybe.
0: Oh, well, yeah, if they can control people with uh, images and money, enslave us by economic system, it's so much easier. They don't have to pay for war, right? And But they will arrange wars between uh, combatants, and they can they can dredge up their own armies and pay for their own war right while while the bankers sit back and collect the profits right
1: <laughs> okay so let's continue then uh the bronze age of babylonia which arrived so suddenly and from a modern scientific point of view so unaccountably may well be attributed to Cain by those who accept as history the first chapter of Genesis, from which we infer that the earliest Adamites possessed a full knowledge of much which was lost yes. uh, sight uh, for long centuries and only um, painfully relearned in later times. As Doctor Kittu writes, uh, "Quote to dress and keep." The Garden of Eden. Adam not only required the necessi- necessary implements, but also the knowledge of operations for ensuring future uh, produce, the use of water, and the various trainings of the plants and trees. End quote. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Kito uh, asked how Adam could have done the work appointed for him without iron instruments. Uh, quote. Iron cannot be brought into a um, serviceable state without process and instrument, which it seems impossible to imagine could have been first possessed, except in the way of supernatural communications. Um, To make iron, bracket, as is the technical term, and bracket, requires previous iron to Volkane most probably lived before the death of Adam, and he acquired... Fame as um, a quote hammer a universal workman in brass and iron end quote, and that's from Genesis. That was this must be number five twenty two, no four four twenty two. Okay. I'm bad with those uh, with those <laughs> Roman numbers. And this two Cain is then the the son from must be the son from Cain. Right, absolutely.
0: By the way, just for, uh, for people in the chat room. I put in um, uh, Chris Pede's uh, version from his website of uh, Sargon the Magnificent, and uh, it corresponds to page 18 in that document. We're uh, approaching Section 8, Sargon's name synonymous with King Cain, but you haven't got quite there yet, so please continue.
1: Yes. Okay. we we gather therefore that tubal cain's ancestor cain may have taken the knowledge of art and crafts into babylonia Um, the tempter had told eve that the fruit of the tree of knowledge would make her and adam as quote gods end quote what limit therefore can be put to their um, capabilities discoveries uh, witnesses to the fact that the culture of Babylonian Sargon's time was of a very high order and that the art of that period excelled all later art. No adequate explanation for this fact can be found unless we believe that Sargon was Cain and had inherited the miraculous knowledge of his parents.
0: Yes, and not just his parents, well, of course, okay. who was his parents? Who was his father but a fallen angel,
1: <laughs> right? Yeah,
0: that is semi-divine knowledge of how to fool people, how to deceive people. Yeah. Okay, uh, just uh, quickly, because back in the book of Job, the first three chapters are discussion between Yahweh and Satan. And Yahweh asks Satan, well, what are you doing? Well, I'm coming back and forth from the planet Earth, you know, uh, to and fro, doing this, doing that. And so the bargain Yahweh makes with uh, Satan is, well, okay, you can test, you can test Job, but do not attack his physical body. I mean, you can lie to him, you can uh, attack his family, but you cannot, I will not permit you to destroy his body. And of course, Job here is metaphorical for the bloodline of Adam, right? And well, boy, we have been tested. Uh but uh, going back into heaven, apparently what happened when he was called Lucifer, he had the same job. He was the archangel that tests people. But he found out, he realized that humans are so easily fooled and they they simply take what's presented before them a, a, like it happening in Ukraine. So as on uh, face value without questioning anything that uh, Lucifer said okay well I can take take advantage of this fact and take rest from Yahweh's control his people and that's what Lucifer has been about doing, okay? So that's when he was banished to the earth so that he could not uh, rule, do this from heaven anymore, but only on the earth. And so that's our situation right now. The great deceiver has been banished to the earth, but he also has literal offspring. <laughs>
1: we, we know them as Jews today. Back to you. Yes, and we see what they're doing with their fake media today. they try to deceive us. Mm-hmm. Now to say there's a war going on and where they don't really telling the, the actual truth that have receive people.
0: Right. Yeah, and th- that's really the only power Satan has is deception. Okay. So, but he always gets us uh, divide and conquer. Always gets us at odds with each other, like Republicans versus Democrats, right? And uh, various divisions, and he gets them, gets us fighting amongst each other while he laughs.
1: Yeah, because now probably some people, most people, will say, oh, please look at the poor Ukrainians, then other assassins. No, no,
0: take sides. A- Michael, you make sure to take sides <laughs> and, and root for one team versus the other team. But it's nothing but an elaborate stage play staged by the, the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers and Bill Gates and Fauci, etc.
1: Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. It is, but I'll probably find some military guy who do that. that right? role,
0: yeah. And uh, you can't really believe anything. You have these generals coming on the radio, you know, saying this and saying you
1: can't believe what they say either. No, because if if it is on mainstream media, we can we can assert say that it is a lie. That's right. That that's that's we can say one hundred percent.
0: There should have an Academy Award for politicians and generals, <laughs> not just Hollywood actors. <laughs> yeah, they are basically the same. Yeah, yeah, right. And now the Academy Award goes to General So and So. Yeah. Okay. Good job. Yeah. Uh, fi- fine job of acting, sir. Yes.
1: Yeah, but we are not in the in the position of acting now. We are trying yeah, to. Well, wake- yeah. Well,
0: yeah. Uh, eventually, real bullets fly, and uh, we're the target.
1: Yeah, but we are now using the, the the tools we have been given by Yahweh to fight this beast. Yeah.
0: Uh, we're here to wake people up, you know, especially those normies <laughs> that Mike King is talking about.
1: All mm-hmm. right, back to you. Thank you. Yeah. Referring to the perfection of the earliest work of Babylonian art, which he ascribed to the reign of Sargon, Professor Kittle says that they quote lay the axe to the dogma of a continuous and unbroken line of evolution. Yes. And quote
0: fable of evolution. You know, the the academia must maintain this fable of evolution. Uh, They can't uh, allow, uh, like Egypt and Sumeria, civilizations to pop up seemingly out of nowhere with no previous history. How does that happen?
1: No, they can't can't explain that. No,
0: and they don't want to believe it, and they they try to suppress it. Back to you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, then they suppress it. Oh, that was unfortunate. Oh, that was so horrible.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, there's a point where you, you dig down and down and down, and there's no more artifacts. All right, so this proves that it's true of both Egypt and Babylon that uh, these these two civilizations sprang up seemingly out of nowhere. There's no more archaeology the deeper you dig. <laughs> sorry, the deeper you dig. <laughs> okay, sorry. Okay, well, strong coffee this
1: morning. Okay, let's continue. And that they were they far excel any of the late Babylonian art, and also mm. that of the early Greek period. Describing some Babylonian works, he says, uh, "Quote um, the surprising delicacy of execution, the noble beauty and fidelity to nature by which these represent representations and characteristics must are characterized." Ex- our character yeah. must excite the rapture of everyone who sees them they would in my judgment do honor to the uh, uh, atelier uh, of um beggars or um uh, don they came down to us from the time of sargon uh one i think yes and one yes yeah and therefore belong at the latest to the fourth the first, uh, perhaps even to the fifth millennium before Christ, the material of these figures, as determined by a um, um, through chemical examination, consists of an um, alloy of copper and um, an- and uh, antimony.
0: Very interesting. Ant- How in the world could they have processed antimony way back when? So, what uh, what these verses are saying? Is very precisely this that uh, ancient Sumeria began at a high, ver- very high level of civilization, and then degenerated from there. Okay. Yeah. So which is, that... which opposes the evolutionary theory. Well, it has to start from a low level and get to a high level. No, that's not what happened. The exact opposite happened. Back to you.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's the same opposite. Again, everything is opposite. Mm-hmm. That's and that's what uh, that why they want to hide this. So and again, these bo- books, as I said, were very interesting to find those Babylonian excavations, etc. But as I said, they could be very hard to find. Yes. Um, how the professor asks, uh, can we account for the existence of this beautiful art in earliest Babylonia? And how can we explain the fact that, quote the um, degre- um, gradation must have taken place? A species of intellectual impoverishment, um, uh, retro, uh, retro retrograde re- re- retrograde motion, yes, retrograde yeah. movement, movement, and a failing of um, from a previous higher stage of culture. Yeah,
0: no evolutionist would want to admit this, right? That Babylon started off at a very high level and degraded. Okay, that can't happen under evolutionary theory.
1: But under God's law, it does. Yes, right. <laughs> okay, back to you. When we disappear, it uh, go down. Uh, in my opinion, this beautiful and realistic art was introduced by Cain, and the question of its um, degradation will uh, be discussed later. Unfortunately, the British Museum possesses new examples, uh, bracket so far as I know, and bracket, of the true art described by Professor Kittle, uh, all that we find there is in the usual um, heretic, mock-archic style. Okay.
0: Now, could that be one of the reasons why the Israelis were intent on destroying artifacts in Iraq when they invaded? Uh, stealing them and destroying others? They don't want people to know true history.
1: Back to you. No, because, yeah, exactly. I've heard, what was it, Israeli that did as well?
0: Yeah, Israelis were behind the whole war, right? And one of of the things that they did was they either destroyed ancient artifacts, you know, priceless ancient artifacts, or stole them, one or the other.
1: Yeah, and they want to hide their history, and they want to hide it for us, of course. Exactly. Because then game's over for them. Mm -hmm. Um, okay so now we come into chapter eight uh, sargon's name synonymous with king cain there you go yeah another indications of the identity of cain with the babylonian sargon is that the name uh, variously uh, rendered sargon uh, sargoni um, Sarukinu, saruikinu uh, Shargani, etc May resemble uh, be taken as synonymous with quote King Cain. The first syllable, sar uh, or shar, meaning ruler or king in Babylonia, and obviously the origin of uh, shah, sar, uh, sahib, uh, sahib, shahib, yep. uh, uh, sire, sir, etc., while the second syllable, gone, gani, um, gina. Or canoe is very uh, like cane. George Smith wrote. Oh, How about sergeant? Yeah, In- that's English also. for
0: a uh, military officer, uh, not officer. What do they call him? Uh, <laughs> non commissioned.
1: That- yeah, non commissioned officer, sergeant. Yes, back to you. Uh, quote Several of the other names of uh, anti people, uh, uh, Patriarchs correspond with Babylonian words and roots, such as Cain with um, Gina and KINU. And quote. And this is Chaldean Genesis, early edition. Okay.
0: Okay, Chaldean Genesis. I have to see if I can get a copy of that. That looks interesting. Okay. <laughs> Let me just, uh, there are Times History, Volume 1, Altaic, Hieroglyphics. Uh, these are footnotes. According to Professor Waddle, the English language is based upon Babylonian. Well, certainly, uh, we know that uh, Anglo-Saxon is based almost entirely on Hebrew and uh, related uh, Aramaic and also uh, Farsi, which is what the German language came from. So, Aramaic. So, so our ancestors lived in that area after Yahweh expelled the ten northern tribes, okay? So... English developed from those, from those languages, okay, basically from Hebrew, back to you. Okay, so go ahead, uh, chapter 9, okay.
1: Are you there? Okay. Yeah, okay. Yes, I'm still there. Okay, good. (laughs) Okay, chapter 9, go for it. Uh, Yes, so um, we also... They're, oh, sorry. This is Sargon's date, I guess. This is, oh, uh, I'm sorry.
0: I missed that one. Yeah. Okay. Um,
1: yeah. So yeah. this. Go ahead. Nine then. Yes. Um, we also, it seems, have the right to believe that Sargon's date, um, circa 3800 BC, agrees with Keynes, and that accepting Archbishop Usher's reckoning, which has never been discredited. Adam was credited about the year 4004 BC. Okay, yeah, hold hmm? on, because uh,
0: this may be, yeah, that's just uh, the patronage, the patronymic reckoning, that we don't know how long Adam and Eve lived in the garden before they had offspring, because Adam lived uh, almost a 1,000 years, so we might be able to add another 500 years. To this before they actually had it. so this dates from the the time that adam and eve had offspring not from their entrance into the garden back to you
1: yes um, um let's see what i were. yeah and okay adam was created about the year 4004 bc and he is said to have lived 930 years cain uh, may have been born soon after 4004 bc and may, like Adam's other descendants before the Flood, have lived many hundreds of years, bracket. according to Jewish tradition, uh, he lived 730 years, and, bracket. and then the question is, is he Jewish or Judite? Right,
0: <laughs> well, Jewish, yeah, I mean, uh, that's the Talmud, according to the Talmud. Yeah. So it's Jewish tradition, yeah.
1: Yeah, the Jewish tradition, yeah that Sargon lived long is indicated by the tales of his mar- uh, marvelous exploits and travels. It seems necessary, uh, indeed, to picture the Babylonian king as endowed with long um, longevity, longevity. Uh, longevity,
0: yeah, long life. Yeah.
1: Yes, and this would account for, quote, the enormous gaps, and quote, in Babylonian history, which, uh, as uh, astrologists fill up with, admittedly um, conjectural kings and even dynasties.
0: Okay, so I'm aware that in Sumeria, that uh, four kings supposedly reigned in in Sumeria after the creation, and each one of them lived something like 400,000 years. Okay, that's obviously fictitious. That's obviously fictitious, because uh, there there's a direct line of descent post creation and we're talking um, Genesis chapter 1 verses uh, 20, 24 25 and 26 and 27 so th- that uh, there's no way that these rulers preceded uh, Genesis chapter 1 no way all right so th- so these hundreds of thousands of years are, are plainly fictitious either they made it up to claim that they lived before Genesis 1, or the translators just got it wrong. All right, back to you.
1: Yeah. Um, But uh, the the
0: Jews like to exaggerate. (laughs) Put it that way. Okay.
1: Oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. we've seen that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The great ages of the biblical patriarchs are sometimes um, treated as fabulous, but the word in, in the sixth chapter of Genesis, quote, yet... His days shall be 120 years, end quote. Seems to imply that human life was to be um, curtailed. Yes. And while there is no evidence that men did not live um, to the great ages mentioned in the Bible, the whole weight of tradition tends to show that they did.
0: Yeah. Uh, And Methuselah almost lived a thousand years as well
1: but not 400,000 years, (laughs) okay? All right, back to you. Um, Mm -hmm. The gods and demigods of the Egyptians were said by the uh, priests to have lived many hundreds of years. And to adopt Professor Kittle's line of argument, would they have imagined that longevity, if it had uh, never existed? although the jews are known to have disputed as to whether it was common uh, to all men to live uh, to a great age in those times they never questioned the longevity of the patriarchs
0: yeah i would expect that all of their offspring all of the adamic ox offspring lived a long long time yeah
1: yes their, their names just aren't given to us mm-hmm. uh, so this is Josephus. A bracket 38 ad and bracket gives a list of ancient uh, authorities who held that uh, quote the ancients end quote lived nearly a thousand years and suggest a, a common sense reason for those long live, lives saying quote and besides god and besides god um, afforded them a longer time of life on account of their virtue and the good good Use they made if it is uh, astronomical and geometrical discoveries, which would not have affo- uh, afforded the time of foretelling the period of the stars unless they had lived 600 years. For the great year is complete in that interval, yeah.
0: So, quote. so what he's saying is there's no way the um Sethite astronomers could have analyzed it and created the uh, asterisms, you know, no, known as the Maseroth, or the uh, uh, what's the modern term for Maseroth, uh, zodiac, right? So, uh, m- many accounts of the zodiac, the Maseroth, being composed by Adam, Seth, and Enoch, well, they had to live a long time to observe these stars to do that, okay? So, that's what he's talking about, and yeah. But uh, the real reason why our lifespans were shortened, and this more and more scientific evidence is coming to show this, that the the Earth was under a dome, uh, a canopy, better put, a canopy of clouds, and this canopy of clouds created a greenhouse effect, and so there was much higher pressure, at least twice the air pressure then than there is today. And that would explain why there were giants and uh, giant uh, animals and uh, lush vegetation all over the planet all the way up to the poles and down to the poles, okay? So uh, it was a completely different environment. And when the rains came, that canopy collapsed. That's why all this water came down. That's where it came from. Back to you.
1: Yeah, thank you. Okay. Um, In answer to an um, inquiry at the British Museum, the secretary wrote, a bracket, quoting M.R. and um, A.C.D. Um, Cromelin of the Astronomer uh, Royal Staff at uh, Greenwich. And bracket, this was very nice titles I can't barely pronounce. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> yeah, Cromelin, I guess. Mr. A.C.D. Cromelin of the Astronomer Royal Staff at Greenwich. Uh, for some reason the british don't pronounce it greenwich even though that's how it's spelled they pronounce it greenwich okay back to you
1: yeah okay quote it appears that the 600 year period alluded to by Eusebius consists of two of the most um, satisfactory cycles that is 300 years for the calculations of total eclipses how the ancient astronomers uh, became aware of these cycles seems to be unknown, and yeah. quote. That's because they lived a thousand years. That's how they became aware of it. Right? They weren't sitting around twiddling their thumbs. hmm Yeah. Um, the ancient knowledge can therefore only be accounted for in the way that you see if you suggest or as direct re- revelation. Very good. Yeah. Another reason for the longevity of the patriarchs is suggested by a writer who points out that Adam lived with uh, uh, Methuselah Methuselah, 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 for about 233 years, that Methuselah died in the year of the Deluge, and that therefore um, quote, there was only one person needed, the godly Methuselah, to transmit the Sacred Hebrew records from Adam to the first father of mankind, to Noah, the second father of mankind, and thus is illustrated one purpose for which a few godly lives were so um, pro uh, prodigiously prolonged before the deluge.
0: Okay, so getting back to the question of whether there were other Sethites, Adamites, living in the days of Noah, of course there were. Uh, Whether or not they all lived long and prodigious lives is another question, but uh, the reason for the deluge, uh, Yahweh states, because the fallen ones were mating with Adamic women and producing hybrid offspring, and he had to put a stop to it. Back to you. So there were were lots of Adamites in those days. We don't know for sure that they all had long lifespans like Methuselah, Adam, Seth, etc.,
1: yeah okay. thank you. Mm-hmm. So here is the Chinese too have accounts of um primeval longevity in their records. One writer says, uh, "quote. Um it is a curious circumstance that the emperor Ti, who by the chronological of China must have been um contemporary uh, contemporary with the patriarch real and that is a bracket abraham's great great grandfather very, very good when the life of man was shortened to about 300 years um, proposed an um, inquiry in the medical books of which he was the author whence it happened that the lives of their forefathers were so long compared with the lives of the um, of the then pre- present generation. End quote.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, there's some kind of uh, uh, chronological couplet. Uh, don't know. It's a totally obscure bur- book, as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, continue with Josephus in the Antiquities,
1: please. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, finally, a Babylonian list of a king uh, has lately been found, in which the reigns of the kings are almost exactly the same length as the li- as the uh li- li- lives of adam and his descendants okay so
0: adam. all of the uh, evolutionary textbooks need to be gathered and burned because it's pure fiction folks it's pure fiction and uh, th- th- and it should be replaced by this book sargon the magnificent that's all they need to know back to you
1: yes in the bible
0: yeah exactly oh sorry for leaving that out <laughs>
1: And for example, lived 930 years, bracket Genesis 5 and bracket. While the first um, king in the list is said to have um, reigned 900 years, Seth lived 912 years, while King um, Sugagib Sugg, lived 940 years. And Enoth lived 905 years, while Etana reigned 635 years and the eighth king is said to have reigned 1200 years thus outdoing methuselah Mm. who only lived 969 years Uh, what explanation can there be for the remarkable resemblance between the durations of the reigns of the babylonian kings and that of the lives of the uh, bible patriarchs unless it be that one list was copied from the other, or still more likely that they are um, independent records of the same um, uh, personage. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. My own conviction...
0: Yeah, and uh, many personages uh, or people had different names and it has taken archaeologists a long time sometimes they thought these uh, were different people when in fact it's a different name for the same person so this makes archaeology very difficult especially with texts that are so ancient and hard to read back to you
1: yeah Uh, My own conviction is that the so-called, quote, dynastic list, end quote, is simply a a disguised reference to the ages of the earliest biblical characters. That the different names um, given to these kings were invented by the priest and that there are no grounds for concluding, as some writers have done, that this list of Babylonian kings is older than the Bible records. Amen.
0: But of course, the academic uh, archaeologists and geologists, etc., will uh, hang upon the words of these other documents and just ignore biblical documents. So th- that's their technique, and you know, the, the, to try to make the Bible look silly. Back to you.
1: Yeah. One reason for this uh, opinion is that in this list, the fifth king. Uh, bracket Etana, and bracket is said to have been translated to um, uh, heaven, which seems like an echo of the biblical story of Enoch. Yeah, and another is that the twelfth king, Anmerker, uh, is said to have built the city of Erech, quote, with the people of Erech, end uh, quote, which, which, if Professor says is right. In identifying Erech with Enoch, is an obvious allusion to Cain's building of that city. Very good. Professor King saw a connection between Cain and uh, Enmerkar, although he does not identify them. Uh, for he writes, uh, "quote, Cain's city building, for example, may pair with that of Enmerkar." End okay. quote. Very
0: good. Okay.
1: And again. This is Legends of Babylon, one of more obscure books, maybe, but would be interesting to have them.
0: Yes, oh sure, <laughs> put them on the reading list. <laughs> okay, yeah. all okay. right, yeah. So uh, the, the names are similar, and uh, from one language to another, uh, you know, an N can become an R and vice versa. Okay, so Enoch, Eric that's uh, it's not uh, a flight of fancy this is how languages depart from one another remember uh, that the languages were confounded at the Tower of Babel well here's an example back to you
1: yeah uh, believing that Cain uh, in the bracket i.e. Sargon bracket, built Erech I naturally accept um, Colonel Condor's opinion that Sargon was the first king of Erech and reject Dr. Hall's opinion that Sargon um, conquered a former king of Erech called uh, Lugal Sagisi. Yeah. Con- colonel Thunders uh, colonel, um, Conner- yeah. um, thinks that Lugal um, Sagisi meant, quote, the great lord, bracket, or king, end bracket, um, Sargonia, end quote, and that both names were applied to Sargon while Professor King shows how the same achievements are ascribed in the inscriptions to Sargon and uh, Lugal Sagisi, and eventually suspects the uh, accuracy of the accounts of the latter's exploits on one page he wrote. Okay,
0: Okay. well, uh, uh, from the two-seed line point of view, All the races were already in existence, you know, when Adam and Eve sinned. They weren't just the only three three people, you know, Adam and Eve, uh, Abel and Cain, as the Judeo-Christians falsely believe. All of these races were already in existence. And so when Cain was kicked out of the garden, went east to the land of Nod, which means wandering, he found lots of people. Lots of Mm -hmm. lots of people. Okay, Uh, Bertrand Camperet. Wrote an excellent piece called "Adam Was Not the First Man." All right, so the assumptions jumped to by the Judeo Christians make the, with this uh, this record unbelievable because they can only accept that there were three people after uh, Cain murdered Abel. They can only accept three people existing on a planet. That's that's clearly nonsense. All right, back to you.
1: Yeah, and um, and why would either Sargon build a city?
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> For those, well, him, him and his wife. But where did his wife come from?
1: Yeah. Some of those people, or, or it were the the daughter there to yeah. Adam. And, I she don't may, know.
0: She may have been the daughter of Lugal Zagisi. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. clearly they were already in existence. There were lots of people, and they, they were have obviously built cities of their own. It's probably Sargon, uh, married the daughter, of, just speculating, the daughter of lugal and built his own city. But those cities all, all already existed. By the way, uh, Gobekli Tepe proves that there were such cities uh, 11,000 B.C. All right, 11,000 B.C. And, and more Tepe's have been found in, in this area. Okay, so there's high civilization already in those days. And Cain... Entered into it. Back to you.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, quote um, It is true that uh, Shar Ghani um, Shari of Akkad, at a rather later period, did c- succeed in establishing an empire of this extent. But there are difficulties in the way of uh, crediting Lugal uh, Sagasi with the like achievement. and quote. And this is from Summer and Akkad. Um, Writing several years later, then Dr. Hall, who takes um, Shargani, Shari, and Sargon to be two different kings. Uh Okay. uh, Professor King gives reasons for the conclusion that they are the same person. Yes. This confusion arises. A bracket. I claim. And bracket from the fact that the Babylonian willfully twisted and distorted the history record in the book of Genesis, and more evidence of this will be given later.
0: No, the Jews wouldn't distort history, would they?
1: (laughs) Good grief. Yeah. (laughs) Charlie Brown. (laughs) Okay. Uh, The importance of this, uh, quote, King List, and uh, quote, from my point of view, is that, it shows that the longevity of the bible uh, bible patriarch was known of in babylonia which helps to verify the statements in genesis and may uh, persuade the skeptical to accept the uh, probability that cain was alive in the year 3800 bc the date ascribed to sargon and for centuries after considering that new egyptian king can be dated With an certainty previous to the uh, um, uh, Ptolemaic Ptolemaic period, yeah. Ptolemaic period about, and that is about 500 BC. And this is a Greek. Is that a Greek or Egyptian king? Egyptian king, yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, a Greek king of Egypt. (laughs) Right. Uh, um, It is striking fact that, to my mind, um, provincial that this very early date should have been established. Professor Sayes describe how 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 against his previous judgment he was forced to accept uh, the evidence that Sargon of Akkad lived as early as the fourth millennium before Christ. Very good. Yeah, and this is a true searcher of truth. I guess that could and um, could accept that you are wrong. Right.
0: Yeah, and uh, 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 Brother Ebert points out in the chat room that the. The record of the Masoretic text is much shorter than the record of the Septuagint, which uh, would add another thousand years to the record. Okay, maybe even more. All right, So, you know, taking us all the way back to the garden for sure. All right, back to you.
1: Yes. Okay. Son of God lived as early as the fourth millennium before Christ, and says how the fact, um, uh, quote, a shock to its very foundation and, quote, his previous theories,
0: Such as theory. evolution, <laughs> right? Okay, yeah. what a huge scam evolution is. I mean, even science is fake, folks. Academia is fake. News is fake. It's all fake, and we're uncovering all the fake Wars yeah. are fake. <laughs> the Democrats and Republicans are fake. But the normies accept all this as normal. They think it's real.
1: Yeah, but they can't sit down and look at them, as we did, on those webcams and see that there is no action. Yeah, the boob
0: tube has entranced them. Right? They can't take their eyes off the boob tube and find reality.
1: No, exactly. They are in their virtual reality. Right, it is a virtual reality. It is. Uh-huh. But the problem is that, that can end up very bad, oh, very yeah. bad if you believe in virtual reality. Yeah,
0: and and that uh, self-driving car <laughs> that you programmed to drive down the street uh, ran a few people over while you were sleeping behind the wheel, right? I mean, it's incredible how people have simply, well, every new piece of technology that comes along, they accept it without question.
1: Yeah, yeah okay so here let's see what he says here um quote the last king of babylonia uh, nabo nabon this had um, uh, antiquarian uh, tastes and uh, busted himself not only with the restoration of the old temples of his country but also with the this discernment of the memorial cylinders which their builders and restores had buried beneath their foundations. Okay, so Nabonidus
0: found a time capsule, unearthed it, and preserved it for archaeologists. Thank you very
1: much. Yes. Um, It was known that the great temple of the sun god at um, uh, Sipara, where the mounts of uh, Abu Haba now mark its remains, had originally been erected by Naram-Sin, the son of Sargon, and attempt had been already made to find the records uh, which it was assumed uh, he had entombed under its angels. With true uh, antiquarian seal, uh, Nabodias um, continued the search until he had lighted upon Quote, the foundation stone uh, of uh, Naram Sin himself. This uh, foundation stone, he tells us, uh, has been seen by none of his predecessor by 3,200 years. In the opinion, accordingly, of uh, N- Nabonidus, a king who was curious about the past history. Of his country and whose royal position gave him the best possible opportunities for learning all that could be known about it. Yeah. Um, so he was no- an
0: archaeologist himself. <laughs> right. Okay. So Naram Sin. Uh, let's see. Cain knew his wife and she conceived and bare Enoch. So Enoch is mem- memorialized as Erech in Babylonia. Okay, so maybe Erech is the same Naram-sin. It's just a title. Could be, all right? Could be the grandson, okay? So Enoch and Erech are the same person according to, and then Erad, because uh, uh, Erad is the son of Enoch. And Erad begat Mahujael, and Mahujael begat Methusael. Again, they, they copy the names of the Sethite patriarchs to confuse us. And Methusael begat Lamech. Okay, so from uh, this text, I would assume that uh, uh, Cain's son Enoch is Erech and possibly also Naram-Sin, Naram-Sin being a
1: title. Okay, back to you. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Uh, Naram-Sin and his father Sargon I lived 3,200 years before him over time, or 3,750 BC. And it's from um, Hebert Lectures from 18, 1887. Okay. Uh, one of more of those uh, obscure books, I think.
0: Right. Now, this book by um, Mrs. Sidney Bristow was published when? 1920? 1927? So we can see that virtually all of archaeology has been distorted horribly. Since that time, for the last 100 years, we've only gotten mainstream evolutionary so-called archaeology and theory and fables. So this is why the the record of the ancient world has been so confused. And it needs to be straightened out. So uh, Mrs. Sidney Bristow has done us a tremendous favor by recording these statements by these
1: real archaeologists. Back to you. Yes. Um, the American excavator hv uh, hill pre- 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 writes quote um, Nabonidus, the last chaldean ruler of babylon succeeded in bringing to light the foundation stone of naram sin the son of sargon of um agad which for three thousand years no previous king had seen conveying to us by his by, by this statement the star the startling news that this great ancient monarch lived about 3,790 BC, a date fully um, corroborating by my own excavation at Nufar. Nefer. And that's from excavation of Syria and Babylon.
0: Okay. And the footnotes here are from the first Bible, ancient history of the Near East. Again, first Bible. These are books that I'm not familiar with. The Ancient History of the Near East Again, and Sumer and Akkad. All right, so, uh, yeah, so these books, I'm sure, are still available. But uh, they obviously conflict with the secular and uh, academic archaeologists greatly. Back to you. Okay, we have about nine minutes left. I think we can get uh, Chapter 10 in today.
1: Yeah, so this is chapter 10, Sargon's Monumental Date Disputed. Um, since the, uh, these views were exp- um, expressed as log- astrologists had uh, seen fit to throw doubt upon this early date, and the news which uh, started Professor Hill preach um, is uh, discarded by them, Professor King explains that to accept this date as accurate entails the uh, leaving of, uh, quote, enormous gap in Babylonian history, which the um, invention of kings and even dynasties has not succeeded in filling up, end quote. Um, these gaps can, I contend, be accounted for by my theory. That Cain reigned in Babylonia many hundreds of years, and was probably followed by an equally long-lived son, uh, since Naram Sin uh, seems to have been almost as famous as his, fa- as his father, and to have made uh, even more extensive conquest. Other uh, Assyrian logists, in, in endeavoring to com- compile, um, um consecutive history of ancient Babylonia shows to discard Sargon's date 3800 BC in the latest uh, edition of the British Museum catalog we find from page 4 to 5 quote "Um, it is now generally thought that the scribes of uh, Nabodias either made a mistake in copying or that there was a mistake in the uh, archetype in fact that they wrote 3,200 instead of 2,200. We may assume uh, then that Sargon uh, uh, reigned between 3,000 BC and 2,007 BC.
0: Okay, and probably and, much earlier, probably much earlier than that. Because uh, Sargon himself, being Cain, would take us way back to you know 4,000 BC, 5,000 BC.
1: Back to you. Yeah, and here's some footnote on that one. Um, the reluctance uh, to accept Sargon's er, early date leads to some confusion. Professor Vadel's, for instance, in a footnote says, quote, the founder of the first summer dynasty, about uh, 3100 BC, who uses the swastika. Ah, and, uh, Nazis. And figures himself as a fire priest. Often records his um, presentation of a um, um, font pan or font of the abyss um, to different temple which he erected. Sargon I, uh, about two thousand eight hundred BC, as high priest who uses the swastika, uh, described describes himself as water liberator and devotee. Nu Nasir <laughs> Nazi, God.
0: There's Nazi. Are the Jews just playing word games with us by calling the uh, you know, the Germans of World War II Nazis? Okay. it's uh, it, it takes us back to Sargon, doesn't it? Very interesting.
1: Yeah. Uh, how much simpler to regard both king as one and the same? Yeah. Could be word games if he also uses... Yes. swastika. Yes. Well, this proves that the
0: swastika... Yeah, it was well it can't be a neutral symbol but it's a it's a symbol for the Sun it's a symbol for the rotating Sun that's what it is okay no, nothing evil about it necessarily
1: no it's just pro- a powerful yeah. symbol yes yeah. that's something that our people have been using yeah, all-
0: yeah and, and Hitler stole it from uh, Sargon <laughs> how dare he
1: yeah I hope not I hope <laughs> right? I, yeah I wonder if he know what he did then?
0: <laughs> probably not. But
1: yeah,
0: it's an interesting story.
1: Yeah, and um, okay, let's continue. It is fortunate that this rather confusing statement, which cl- clashes with my theory, is only guesswork.
0: Yeah,
1: it seems strange that Sargon's date should be so likely discredited to make way for mythological lists of kings with unconvincing names. In the times history, we read, uh, "Oh, a quote." Unfortunately, these ancient lists consist, for the most part, of tables of names having strange and unfamiliar sound. To the average reader, these names are uh, necessarily repellent. Such words as I- Iana Tum, Urimush, or Alush Aridist, I cannot pronounce this really, yeah. uh, Alush ha- hardemin
0: um, okay, uh, there appears to be something missing from the online version here, and uh, that uh, you're reading something that I'm not seeing, but please continue. We have about three minutes left.
1: I do my best. Okay. <laughs> uh, Alush Harshid, um, Samsu Eluna, um, kadash Kadashman Karbe, cannot well be otherwise. Uh, than mystifying when unconnected with any vivid sequence of tangible events. And for the most part, the names of the earliest rulers of Babylon stand in the present state of our knowledge as mere names, Mm -hmm. um, with only uh, here and there a suggestion of tangibility. The present knowledge does not by any means um, Suffers to give us a full list of the names of these early monarchs.
0: Right. Well, the same thing is true in Egypt. Uh, Manitho, who was the priest who was reigning in the time of Socrates, and uh, those Greeks, uh, se- several of those Greeks went to Egypt and questioned Manitho about the king list. Okay. And uh, they expressed doubt as to the authenticity of the king list. Now, maybe Manitho made some of this stuff up, or there's another possibility, namely that many of the king lists of Egypt, and probably Sargon as well, there they were co-regencies. Namely, you know, uh, Sargon would r- r- rule at the same time that Naram-Sin would rule, okay? so that confounds the dating. All right. And, uh, and plus, they all had different names and titles, which uh, if you assume that they're different people instead of the same person with different titles. And then you, you start, well, where, when did this person reign? When, when did that person reign? So this is the uh, tangled web, the uh, ball of yarn <laughs> that archaeologists have to unravel. And uh, Mrs. Uh, Sydney Bristow is doing an excellent job of describing you know what these archaeologists have to wade through to get at the truth so uh, but please continue we have about uh, a minute and a half left Uh,
1: whatever is written today regarding early babylonian history must then in the nature of the case be subjected to possible revisions to tomorrow meantime we must be content with the uh, glimpses into here and there an epoch Yes. and with the citation of here and there a name covering the best we may some there or four thousand years of babylonian history in a few meager um, chapters right
0: very interesting yeah. and it's very it's very true that uh, archaeology has not progressed since the days of uh, you know the, the days of the work that she's recounting here uh, the evolutionary theory has totally taken over and therefore distorted the, the history of the real history of the world. Okay. All right, folks, we're going to have to call it quits today. Thank you for narrating, Michael, and we'll see if the music works. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening. Praise Yahweh, pass the ammunition. Stick around later today for Voice of Christian Israel. Take care, everybody.
1: Goodbye. Bye bye. Wow me you know, kill the
0: music
1: F-P-I.
0: this is this book
1: is better than I remembered
0: <laughs>
1: right yeah okay that is, yeah I say when I read it as I said it was fabulous to read I really enjoyed reading this yeah. this book
0: yes yeah so I read it long ago this had to be in the 80s and oh I really haven't picked it up since. But uh, yeah, this is fantastic. It really is a fantastic book. Uh, she understood more about ancient history than any current archaeologist alive today. No doubt about it.
1: Yeah, yeah and bringing this to light, yes. all this, all this history, this all archaeological uh, that is to be found, or it's buried. I don't know if you can find those books. That's that's my my fear. Right. I can't find the book probably. Yeah.
0: Well, one of the books she mentioned, I do have in my library. The uh, by uh, Eaton, I forget his name, Uh, the uh, uh, British uh, archaeologist. Okay, we're still live. We're hearing. (laughs) Okay, all right, well, folks, I have to kill the broadcast. Thank you for letting me know.